Amen. In Genesis chapter 37, verse 5 through 11, it's a story uh, of, a, of a man by the name of Joseph. It says this, one night, Joseph had a dream. Say dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brothers responded, so you think you'll be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way that he talked about them. Soon Joseph had another dream. And again, he told his brothers about it. Listen, I have had another dream, he said. The sun, the moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. This time he told the dream to his father as well as his brothers. But his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant. Uh, about a year ago this month, I was in Idaho on a trip with, with some people. And uh, this was a unique part of Idaho, a part that I was very, very unfamiliar with. It's the middle of nowhere, the snow. And just to bring some context to the environment we were in, imagine yourself driving to the snow. And as you're driving to the snow, you see this mountain peak Imagine climbing that mountain peak only to get on a plane to take you further back in the middle of nowhere. And when the plane couldn't go any further, they dropped you off there. And then after they dropped you off there as if it wasn't far enough, there were horses that you had to ride seven hours further into the middle of nowhere. This is where, this is where we were. And, and I remember the second day that we were there, I was at the bottom of this canyon with my guide and we had accomplished our mission and don't want to offend anybody so I won't tell you what that mission was for but we accomplished it to say the least and it was time to go back to our tent I was excited I can already taste the Reese's peanut butter cups I was hiding under my pillow the, the Dr. Pepper I had under my pillow, I, I was ready to catch up on 60 days in. I'd purchased it before I got up there because there was no cell service. And, and I'm so excited when he's saying it's time to, to go to the tent. And, and he looks at me, he says, Andrew, you have one of two options. I said, cool. He said, option one, you stay with me. If you stay with me, we're gonna have to go a different round, a, a different route on the mountain to make it back up. It's gonna be a much more difficult route. It's gonna be a lot further. The moment he said it was going to be difficult and further, I had already stopped paying attention because his version of, of long and difficult uh, was much different than my version. I knew that meant it would be impossible for me. So I said, what's option number two? He said, option number two is this. And he pointed at the top of this mountain. He says, you see that smoke at the top of that mountain? I said, yes. He said, option number two is you get up this mountain before it gets dark. I said, I like option number two. Um, he, he said, listen, I'll take your backpack. I'll take your gun. You don't even need to carry anything. I said, I really, really like option number two now. I was so excited. He goes on his way and he's heading a long route and I'm looking at the top of this mountain, at this, this smoke and I cannot wait to get there. 
I start to stretch. I never stretch. I should. Once you hit 30, start stretching. And I start stretching, doing toe touches, doing things that I did when I was in, in basketball. And, and I'm getting ready for this mission. So it, it, it was almost by myself. And I thought there was like, felt like there was someone with a clock ready to time me. So I'm like, go. And I, I'm going. And, and anytime you start something, it's always fun. Anytime you start a mission, it's always exciting. But it's a whole different animal to complete that mission. About step number six, I knew I was in trouble. It's a whole different ball game going up a mountain than it is coming down. I was done. I couldn't see my guide. I didn't have a phone. I couldn't call an Uber. I was way in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to realize I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'm climbing the, the, this mountain and I'm, I'm sinking in snow and, and I'm six foot three, but this snow is at my waist. Snow is now in my pants. I'm freezing. I'm fearing frostbite. I'm just, this is a mess. I start to panic and I start to think to myself like I knew it was going to be difficult, but I didn't know it was going to be this difficult. And I think about Joseph in his process of pursuing the smoke on the top of the mountain. God gave him a dream and he was excited about the dream. He was excited to get going with the dream, but just a few steps in, Joseph realized this is a lot more difficult than I expected. As Joseph begins this process, he shares this dream with this dream to his family. It's not long after that he's betrayed by his own brothers. They hate Joseph. They're jealous of Joseph. So they throw Joseph in this pit to die. I'm sure Joseph's in there thinking, man, I didn't ask for this. I'm just believing for a better tomorrow. I was just believing for my dreams to come true. I didn't know it was going to be this difficult. But as he's in this pit, his brothers have this idea, instead of letting him die, let's sell him to these people that are passing by. Maybe we can make some money off of Joseph. And they sell Joseph to a group of people for 20 pieces of silver. As Joseph is taken by these people passing by, he makes it to Egypt where these men sell him as a slave to a man named Potiphar. Potiphar went from dreaming big to being a slave. He, he went from having great expectations to being a slave in this man Potiphar's home. And if things couldn't get any worse, you know the story. Potiphar's wife, she has a little crush on Joseph the slave. But Joseph's a man of God and Joseph's not allowing his character to change just because his circumstance has changed. He avoids this woman and the woman is mad. She takes his coat and frames him for a crime he did not do. Joseph is now in shackles and he's taken and placed in prison for a crime he didn't do. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what is going through Joseph's mind? I, I, I thought this was going to be good. I, I thought this was going to be easy. I, I, I thought I was going to make it. And he finds himself in the prison thinking, how did I find myself here? You know, I talked to a lot of people, people that started the journey, maybe chasing a dream, 
maybe believing that God was going to do something in their family, maybe do something with their business. I, I talked to a lot of people that were so hopeful for a better tomorrow. And then they kind of find themselves in this place where life has thrown every curveball possible. You know, maybe you stand in this place or you sit in this place or you're online today thinking like, man, I didn't think it was going to be like this. I thought by now I would be further along. I thought by now this would have changed. I, I thought by now this would have happened. God, I really would have appreciated the details that came with the dream. And when you find your place, when you find yourself in this place where you're feeling pressure, pressure from moving forward, pressure from life, pressure from family, just pressure, there's a tendency to want to quit, to want to throw in the towel, to want to just give up. I remember when I was on that mountain, I was looking up at the smoke and I just felt like I was never going to get there. I, I remember thinking to myself, I'm just going to lay here and freeze to death. Like I had that thought. I, I, I really didn't think I had it in me to take another step. And man, when you feel pressure and you feel stuck and you can't seem to catch a break, it's really easy to start thinking things that you never would have thought at the start. And I remember that temptation was so real and Joseph, man, he's human. The temptation has to be real. Like, dude, just quit on the dream. Just stop believing. But Joseph never stopped believing. And if Joseph didn't quit, you don't have to quit. If Joseph didn't give up just because life threw him a curveball, you don't have to give up just because life threw you one. There are three things that I learned on my trip and three things that I see in the life of Joseph that I believe can help the person that is tempted to quit. The very first thing that we see in the story and the very first thing that I believe we can apply on Monday because it's really easy to believe when you're in church, but when Monday shows up and Tom's not playing the keys behind you and the greeters aren't welcoming you on the way in, there's no one to watch your kids, the pressure is real. But number one, this is a huge, huge step. And if you're taking notes, write this down. Watch the promise, not your watch. Watch the promise not your watch. In Proverbs 4, 25, 26, it says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on the safe path. Watch the promise, not your watch. What am I trying to say? Kick the timeline out of the picture. Kick the watch out of the picture. So many times when we are pursuing something, when we are trying to get somewhere, when we are believing for God to do something in our life, we start to ask ourselves, well, when is it going to happen? 
And when you put a time on God and he doesn't do it or fit your box, you will be discouraged. When I was standing on that mountain, I understood something. I got to get out of here before dark. So I kept looking at my watch. And the more I looked at my watch and the later it got, the more tired I got. The more I looked at my watch, the later it got, the more tempted I was to quit. But I remember when I was on that mountain, I made this decision. Put the watch away and set your mind on the smoke at the top of this mountain. I told myself if it's seven o'clock at night, I'm still gonna be moving. If it's eight o'clock, I'm still gonna be moving. If it's two o'clock in the morning, it doesn't matter when my eyes are on the promise. You gotta get your eyes off this time window. I know you have a deadline, but God's deadline might be different than your deadline. And just because it feels like you're running out of time doesn't mean that God can't do it. God only needs a couple seconds on the clock to work a miracle. One of the dangers of putting a time on something is because we're human and, and when, when what you're believing for doesn't happen when you want it to happen, there's a tendency in every person to try to make it happen themselves. In other words, God, if you're not going to do it, I'm just going to do it. And when you start doing things and trying to play God, you start creating a mess. You have to keep your eyes on the promise, not on your watch. And I believe as you do this, you're going to find peace. You're going to find strength. You're, you're not going to be sitting there trying to count days down to when this is going to happen. Maybe it didn't happen this week, but when I go back to my appointment next week, I will see the report I wanted to see. Maybe my kid didn't call me on Monday, but next week he might be giving me that phone call. He, he got to believe. Got to believe today is the day. And if it didn't happen today, tomorrow is the day. I'm watching the promise, not my watch. The second thing that you're gonna have to own on Monday, and this one isn't really a fun one, but it's really simple. And if you do it, I believe you will experience what you've been believing for. And it's this, keep on moving. Keep on moving. Keep on moving moving the bible says this in galatians chapter 6 verse 9 it says and let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season we shall reap if we don't lose heart keep on doing keep on keep on doing what is right even if it looks like you're not getting ahead keep on doing what is right don't lose your faith have faith today keep on moving it might not feel like you're making great progress, but my move simply looked like pulling one leg out of the snow right in front of the other. And it didn't look pretty, and it felt like it was going to take forever, but I knew at least I'm not where I was before. At least I'm moving in the right direction. This is what Joseph did. Joseph never stopped moving. It didn't matter what circumstance he was. Joseph treated the prison like he was in the palace. He kept on moving. It's so easy to stop moving and start complaining and start talking negative. But you got to keep on 
moving. It says this in, in Genesis. This is when Joseph was in the prison. I love the response of the guard. It says, before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. Joseph didn't have a pity party. Joseph kept moving. And as long as he kept moving, the dream was still alive. Your next step might not look big, but as long as you're moving, the dream is still alive. So what do I do? For some of you, your, your step might just be start praying for that family member. Your step might just be put in the application for the job. Your step might just be stop complaining about it. But as long as you're moving in the right direction, your dream is still alive. He kept on moving. He kept on moving. The last thing that we see Joseph do in this story while he's in the prison and something that I believe we can do if we feel stuck is this. Locate your help. Locate your help. There's some things in life that you're going to accomplish by yourself. There's other things in life. It will require the help of other people. There's some battles you might be able to take on yourself, but there are some things that God is going to use other people to come alongside to help you for the mission. Joseph understood this. And Genesis 14, it says this, this is Joseph having a conversation with the man in the prison. He said, and please remember me and do me a favor when things go well for you, mention me to Pharaoh so that he might let me out of this place. When Joseph was in the prison, he located his help. There was a man that would be leaving the prison and Joseph knew, I'm not gonna get out of this prison on my own, but maybe he's the help that God sent in here to help me get out of here. You can't do do it by yourself. You're going to have to locate the help. And for some of you, it's probably not going to be the help that you want, but it's going to be the help that you need. I don't want to go to that program. It's too long. I know you don't want to go to the program, but if you don't locate the help, you will be in that prison cell for the rest of your life. God still uses people. He still uses people. And so many times we think God's just going to rain something down from heaven and say, here it is, ta-da. But God might do it a different way. There's this, this saying, and I've heard it so many times, and it's so silly. But it was about a man that was in the ocean drowning. And a boat came by and said, sir, do you need any help? And the man that was drowning said, no, it's okay. God will save me. A few hours later, another boat comes by and says, Sir, do you need any help? And the man says, It's okay. God will save me. And, and the man drowns. And he gets to heaven and says, God, why didn't you save me? And God said, I sent you two boats. So many times we overlook the help that God is sending because it doesn't arrive in the package you expected. But I'm praying that you will locate the help to get you out of your mess. When I was at the bottom of this mountain ready to die, 
I knew my only match was locating some help. I grabbed my binoculars and I started looking at the top of the mountain. And I thought I saw an angel, but it was just a silhouette of Pastor Andy. I started to scream because I knew if they didn't find me down here, I was going to be down here for a long time and the wolves come out at night. But my yelling wasn't getting his attention. Some of you are going to have to go out of your way to locate your help and it's going to be really humbling. Some of you don't like to ask for help, but in this season, you're going to have to go knock on that door that you shut and say, I'm sorry, but I do need your help. I grabbed a tree branch. I looked like a fool, and I carried that branch and started waving it in the air, hoping that my help would be located. And thank God I saw a flashlight at the top of that mountain, and I knew I was getting help. Got to start watching the promise and stop watching my watch. I got to keep on moving. Even if it's just a baby step, as long as I'm moving, there's still hope. And I got to locate my help. Joseph encountered such a crazy, such a crazy process. Life threw him lots of curveballs. And for most of Joseph's life, most of the things he experienced had nothing really to do with the dumb things that he did in his life. Like he didn't put himself in the prison. But you know what I love about God? Is that God will even use people that put themselves in those dumb predicaments and his mercy will still be enough to get you to the palace. Maybe you're in this place today and you're like, man, I don't deny me, I'm not even aiming for the palace anymore. I've messed up a lot. God is not done with you yet. Maybe you're in here and you're like, I am far from perfect. I knew better and didn't do better. God is still ready to use you. The dream is still alive. In Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it says this, And we know that all things work together for good. I love that it says all things. It didn't just say the good things. It said all things. This means that dumb mistake you made 10 years ago, God will use that dumb mistake to propel you where you need to go. That's crazy. He works all things together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. No quitters here. No quitters in this room. No quitters in this room. We're not giving up. I know you didn't know this came with the territory, but hey, it did. What are you going to do? Quit? I remember Pastor Andy, he said this. He says, if you quit, it's just like you never started. Some of you have invested years believing. Don't stop now. I want to pray for people in this room today that are feeling weak, that are wanting to throw in the towel. You're wanting to give up on life. You're wanting to give up on yourself. We've all been there. I have been there and I'm preaching to you. I'm telling you, you don't have to do it. I believe as we pray in this room today that supernatural strength is going to come.
that you're going to tap into a strength that you did not know was there. That you're going to wake up tomorrow morning thinking, I thought I wanted to quit. And you, well, you, you find a new meaning in life. God can do that. I believe God's going to do wonders in this group of people today. Can we pray? God, we just call you good. God, we call you faithful. God, I just pray for every person under the sound of my voice. God, I just pray for those that are weak, for those that have lost heart, for those that cannot even see a few feet out ahead of them. God, I just pray for strength today. God, I pray for strength today. God, I pray that your power would be perfected in their weaknesses. God, I pray for strength today. God, for those that are broken, we speak joy today. I pray that joy would fill their hearts today. God, for those that are confused, I just ask for peace today, that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding would fill their hearts. God, we just say over our lives that we are finishers. We are finishers. God, we're not perfect, but we are not quitters. God, we're flawed, but we are not quitters. And God, I just believe and I pray, God, that every person here would hit their mark in this earth. Whatever the assignment is, whatever the plan is for their life, God, I pray that you would help them hit their mark in this earth. I speak protection over them. We speak restoration over them. We just thank you, God, that everything that they have need of to accomplish the mission from heaven, that you would grant that to them today. Hope, God. Strength, God. Holy Spirit, help us today. Give us the answers, the steps to take. God, I pray that your people that are feeling discouraged today would rise up for the man that wants to give up and quit and is ready to just check out. I pray, God, that you would fill his heart right now, that he would find a new meaning of life, that he would find hope again. For the marriage that might be on the rocks today, God, I just pray. God, I just pray for your power to be at work. God, only you know. Only you know. And God, we surrender. We surrender it all to you today. And we say thank you, God, for not giving up on us. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.